Hello and welcome to the Rabbit Weasel Podcast, Episode 7. It's our second episode of our October special where we're doing a podcast every week. We're looking at a different horror movie every time we get together. I'm Jared, horror nerd, here with my brother Justin. Say hello, Justin. Hello, how's it going? Going pretty well, just uh, just relaxing right now. And my sister-in-law, Mia. Mia, how are you today? I'm doing great. Today we're going to be talking about Night of the Demons, 1988. Um, kind of a different tone from most of what we've been doing recently. This is a good, good sleazy film. Every now and then I, I love a good sleazy movie. So be prepared. This is going to be an R-rated podcast, which I guess most of them are, but this one particularly, <laughs> especially with Linnea Quigley's uh, various commentary, but we'll get there. So <laughs> let's see here. We'll get started on introducing the movie. So this one came out in 1988. It was directed by uh, Kevin Tinney was his name. It stars Kathy Podwell as Judy. It also stars Linnea Quigley, who I just mentioned as Susan, and Amelia Kincaid as Angela. Uh, I think this movie is pretty heavily influenced by The Evil Dead, which at that point was about already seven or eight years old. I think that, that's pretty obvious influence if you've seen both, both those movies. It was also probably inspired a little bit by Demons by uh, Bava and Argento. But before we get in too much into that, I've got a lot to say about this, but Let's get our first impressions from you guys. Uh, let's see here. Justin, had you seen this one before? I had seen this one before, yeah. I'm trying to remember when we would have watched it. It would have had to have been with you, I think. Um, so, yeah, there were a couple scenes that I remembered as I was, as I was watching it. There's but, one or two unforgettable uh, moments. Oh, yeah, there's, the, there's at least one or two unforgettable moments. So, yeah, I believe I had seen it. It had been a long time, though. It was good. The makeup's great. The storyline is is well done. It's creepy. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I completely forgot we watched this one. So that's interesting. I didn't remember watching it with you, but hmm. but anyways, Mia, what about you? I had you seen this one before? So when you asked me last time, I thought about it. I was like, no, I don't think I've seen. But while we were sitting down watching, I was like, yes, I have seen this one. It was, uh, I, I can't, I had it been like maybe like a few years ago. It was the three of us and we were watching it downstairs. And because of a specific scene, I was like, yep, nope, I watched this one. Oh, wow. Well, so we have all, that's probably first that we've all seen, uh, all seen the movie and I've already shown it to you, so that kind of defeats the purpose of the podcast. But anyways, it's been a few years since we watched it. Well, what did you think about it? What did you think about it? Do you remember um, what you originally thought about the movie and what you thought about it this time? Originally, I was like, oh my goodness, this is such a crazy movie. <laughs> but no, I think the second time that I've watched it, I learned to appreciate it a little bit more. It's still kind of like a goofy, a little bit more uh, rated R uh, movie. <laughs> It was yeah. enjoyable. Uh, I think I I really appreciated like a one of the dance scenes. That was really cool. Yeah. And I appreciated so much that I was like looked up the artist. I was like I really like his song. <laughs> uh huh. Well, good. This is this is a movie that. Um, well, I'll kind of get into my opinions as we go. I wanted to start off talking about this is a movie I have a small amount of personal connection with because I've met 
Well, I've met Linnea Quigley, the Days of the Dead convention. I guess this was 2019. They had a reunion for the cast of this movie. And not everybody, but a lot of the members were there. So I went to a panel with them. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And I, that was the first time I ever met Linnea Quigley, who I love. And she is one of the nicest people I've ever met. You know, I've been to a lot of these conventions and I've met a lot of people. And most of them are nice, but she was extremely friendly. So I wanted to talk about some, some stuff behind the scenes a little bit first. Uh, Linnea Quigley, she was also in Return of the Living Dead, so that's how I discovered her. But she was kind of an 80s scream queen, and she was never afraid of being completely nude, as she is in this movie at some points, especially in Return of the Living Dead. But we'll get to that movie one day. She's really nice. She works with a, she does a lot of animal rescue work now. If anybody wants to check that out, it's uh, Linnea Quigley's Moulin Rouge. You can go on GoFundMe and look that up if you're an animal lover like a lot of us are. Mm -hmm. And Amelia Kincaid, she plays Angela that we, we mentioned earlier. She's a very interesting person. She is an animal psychic or a pet psychic now. She's published like six books and apparently that's her career now. So she works with animals in a different way. I haven't looked too much into that but yeah Amelia Kincaid the pet psychic so funny story about this movie it was I already said it was directed by Kevin Tinney the movie was originally going to be called Halloween Party which normally I would say that's kind of a bad title but I think it would would have worked for this movie Mustafa Akkad who is the guy who produced the original John Carpenter's Halloween he threatened to sue them he called them and said, you cannot call, have Halloween in your movie because of our Halloween. And they told him, well, it's the name of a holiday. You can't really, you can't really claim that, you know. And besides, we already have, there's legal stuff you go through. Uh, you get insurance to say that you haven't done anything illegal and you can't be sued. And if you get sued, they'll take care of it. And Mustafa said, well, you got it this time. But if you call your movie Halloween Party, I will make sure you never get it again. So they had to change the name <laughs> to Night of the Demons. Kind of a generic title. I mean, there was a Night of the Demon. Uh, there was another Night of the Demon. There was the Italian movie Demons. So, and there's been a million movies that are Night of the Something. So <laughs> yeah. kind of a generic name. But I guess we should get into the plot. Are you guys ready? Let's do it. Yeah. This is a movie, it's kind of hard to... It's kind of hard to do a plot summary because at a certain point in the movie, it becomes just kind of chaos, but we'll do the best we can. <laughs> so it starts with a guy named Stooge, who's an overweight punk wearing a pig nose. So that sets the tone for the movie pretty well. He's riding around with a pig nose on Halloween night with his other punk friends, Roger and Helen. I believe that's who they are. It's kind of hard to keep track of all the characters' names, but I did the best I could. So they drive past an old, what's that, Justin? Yeah, that exact conversation about how there's just enough characters where it was hard to keep up with them. And they're not all particularly memorable for their personalities or anything. So it's not easy to remember all of their names. Yeah, you have a few who are more important than the others, but uh, Roger and Helen are the ones. Roger, Helen, and Stooge are who we start off with. And they drive past this old man on Halloween night. They're heading to the Halloween party. And they, uh, well, he doesn't moon on, but he sticks his ass out of the window. <laughs> and you've got a great old, uh, cranky old man. He's like, you damn kids, you know. So they scare him. And then this old guy gets scared two more times in a row. <laughs> and then we learn he's planning on getting his revenge 
on all the punk kids by putting razor blades into their apples for Halloween. Okay, so remember him. He shows back up later after going away for the whole movie. <laughs> so then we go to Judy, who is, uh, I guess, probably the, the, main, the main protagonist here, although there's really several of them. So she's talking to her date for the night, Jay, who they were supposed to go to like a high school dance or something. But instead, he wants them to go to a Halloween party in an abandoned house called Hall House. Hall House. It's hosted by a weird girl called Angela, who is supposedly into witchcraft. Mia, here we go. We get a, an unnecessary nude butt shot of Judy. Well, it's, <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> she takes off her underwear to put on um, a skirt, like a little uh, tulle, or tulle skirt that you put underneath your outfit. So. Yeah. We're not to have fun. Mm-hmm. I, I love, I've said this before, but I love unnecessary nudity in these cheesy horror movies. It just, every time it happens, it just cracks me up. <laughs> it's like, hey, a butt, and we'll move on, you know. <laughs> um, I mean, it's uh, it's unnecessary. It's not as unnecessary as zombie. We always go back to that one that uh, really takes its time. Oh, yeah, and then it gets a little, if you thought that was weird, um, her little brother, who is one of the creepiest characters in the whole movie has been hiding in the closet watching her and he jumps out to scare her i'm gonna be quoting this movie as we go most of the movie he says (laughs) wow bodacious booby sis if you keep on going you'll have to hire someone just to tie your shoes this kid do you see what the brother's name is uh oh what was it what was it justin billy it was a, uh, Billy? I guess every unpleasant character in a horror movie has to be called Billy. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> who was it? Uh, who was it last time? Oh, last time it was the um, Mr. Wilson's Mr. Wilkins' little kid, right? Wow, annoying little kids in horror movies and uh, annoying middle-aged alcoholic wives. That's uh, <laughs> that's the Billies in our movies. Let's see. I wonder if our next movie is going to have a Billy. Keep an eye out for it, Justin. So yeah, after the creepy brother comes out of the closet and remarks on his sister's developing body, uh, we meet Sal, who is even more creepy. Sal is sort of like a super sleazy version of Fonzie. I guess that's what they were going for there. Hey, tell your sister I'm waiting for her. So he pays the brother to learn where where they're going for the night so he can go crash the party. He starts with a quarter as <laughs> his bribe amount. Yeah, that's brothers. right. He offers him a quarter. <laughs> For a quarter, but <laughs> maybe a few dollars. <laughs> yeah, I think he actually does give him like a $1 bill, and that's enough. It looked, Maybe he gave him a five or something, but yeah, he starts off by saying, here's a quarter. Tell me where your sister's going. Okay, here's a dollar. Now tell me. So next we get another bit of... Um, sleaziness that's the the word of the uh the word of the episode sleaziness we just jump from that right to Linnea Quigley's ass bent over in a dress with her underwear stuck out <laughs> it's a pretty jarring cut you're just like whoa another ass she is uh bent over in the store to distract the cashier so her friend Angela who's hosting the party can steal things and we also get our first our first Linnea Quigley line from the movie do you guys remember what she says there yeah, so they had sour balls. She says, hey, do you guys have sour balls? And they go, yeah, sure we do. Too bad. I guess you don't get many blowjobs. <laughs> That's one of the uh, the most memorable lines. I should have done like a top five best lines from this movie for the end. Maybe I'll still do that. We'll see. 
let's talk about Angela. Have you both seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Is it just me or does she look like a more gothic version of Frankenfurter in a black dress? Yes, that's all I could think about when I saw her. Okay, I, I'm glad I'm not just too obsessed with that that movie, but she does, right? She looks just just like him with the makeup and everything. Mm-hmm. So then Jay goes to pick up Judy, and her little brother is even more obnoxious. There's a weird scene, a weird running joke about fudge that looks like poop. It kind of drags on. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Hey, poop joke, and it just keeps going for a few minutes. (laughs) Okay. Now, about this point in the movie, when I first saw this film, I thought I wasn't going to like it, and I think I actually almost turned the movie off at this point because the characters were just so over the top obnoxious between Stooge and the little brother and Sal. What were you guys thinking at this point? Were either of you kind of like, well, you had seen it before, but were you like, oh boy, what has Jared gotten us into? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought, I agree with you. I believe they were like really over the top, Uh, Stooge and Sal especially. Uh, and you know they they seem to be like not the greatest actors but but really as you move forward into it it actually becomes a lot more it's a lot of fun and and i i really enjoyed it what do you think yeah well i mean it's it's one of the main criticisms of the movie too i mean that's a lot of stereotypes and cliches and you definitely at the beginning of the movie that that's what they're they're just playing up some some of some basic stereotypes and cliches um, and it, to, to Jared's point, it's all a little overdone. So yeah, but it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, there are points, you know, we've, we've been laughing throughout this. So there are points where it's funny, but there are some parts where you're just like, Oh my God, stop talking. <laughs> you know, at this point, 1988. So we were well into the, the slasher craze and it had been a kind of an established practice to have a bunch of super annoying annoying people characters you don't really like but whoo man usually there's at least i guess judy sort of this the straight character here she's the more the more normal one but almost everybody else is just un, unrealistic in how over the top they are yeah. but anyways it, it does it does uh pick back up a little bit there is a funny a funny moment that comes up here where so jay and judy they go to pick up max and franny who are probably the least utilized characters in the movie max and franny but we'll get to that they as they're driving to the party they see stooge and the other two stuck on the side of the road with a flat tire and they say hey guys do you need a hand like we sure do and they all stick their hands out of the window and just start clapping for them before driving off so this is where, I mean, yes, they're over the top, but sometimes you're like, I knew people like these kids in high school <laughs> who would do stuff like that and act like that. But that that part was legitimately funny to me. Hey, you need a hand? <laughs> but anyways, we get over to uh, Hall House. They finally get to Hall House. We start to learn a little more about it. It was a funeral parlor. Max tells us that the house is built on land believed by the Native Americans to be, to be evil. The land is evil. Uh, it's on the edge of an underground river that sort of acts as a barrier. The evil cannot cross the running water. 
Apparently, one of the people who lived at the funeral parlor killed the others and committed suicide. And then we get a great line from Franny. She says, I can't believe we're going to party here. You know? <laughs> I don't know. It's funny in the context, just of the acting. So this is kind of a typical, I mean, even at the time, it was kind of a cliched setup. You got dumb kids going a place they shouldn't go to do things they shouldn't do, right? It's like, we're all punks and we're going to go to the creepy building on Halloween night and we're going to drink and party and have sex and all that stuff. It might yeah. be a cabin in the woods and sort of it's almost like overdone because mm -hmm. of some of the different directions it's, 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 it's going to go, like once you get past the overdone kind of personalities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Cabin of the Woods was, I, I'm sure they had watched this movie for that because they had watched seemingly every other horror movie uh, in preparation for that film. Oh, we got to get to that one one day, Cabin in the Woods. If you guys haven't seen that movie, uh, go see it. It came out, I don't know, almost 10 years ago now. It's crazy to think, but it's a great send up to 80s horror movies in particular. But yeah, I, I think at this point, things are starting to pick up a little bit. I, I like, I think the house looks nice. There's actually some decent, after the silliness of the first, you know, act of the movie, there's some decent tension built up here with them exploring the house. So everybody arrives and the party starts. One of them brings a strobe light, strobe light to the party. And some more great, great dialogue here. I can't remember who said it. it may have been Franny again. It says, far fucking out. <laughs> and then she says, I found it in my mother's closet. She used to be an acid head. So everyone's drinking beer, dancing around by the light of the fireplace, the, uh, the candles and the strobe light. And then the radio and the strobe light go out at the exact same time. They say the battery died, but I guess the battery died on both of them at the same time. And then Angela, the weird one who's apparently into witchcraft or paranormal stuff, the goth girl, uh, she decides they're going to have a seance. So they find this creepy giant mirror. And it's a game where everybody stares into the mirror and you're supposed to see your, your past life. Did you guys have any, I don't know, Halloween games like this or um, late night sleepover creepy games like this, like light of the feather, stiff as a board? Did, did you guys ever do that stuff? I think I just remember stories of it. I don't think there was one that was like something you would say into a mirror if you number of times that i think i did with friends once uh, oh bloody mary was that bloody, yeah, mary? bloody mary it wasn't uh, halloween specific but it was like mirror specific yeah I did the little pencils like you put them together do you know what i'm talking about mm -mm. yeah you grab like pencils and then everybody's got like i think i think it's three pencils and you put them together and then supposedly they start like divvying out to like different directions you never tried it? Oh, we were all about that in middle school. <laughs> yeah, I don't oh, know. I've never heard of that one. Well, it seemed like everybody had some sort of something like this they would do, some creepy sleepover thing. I never did this one, but I remember the Bloody Mary one, Justin, and I remember when we were young, somehow we got a hold of Candyman, uh, the movie, so it was a thing. Would you go into the movie and try and summon, or go into the movie, go to the mirror and try and summon Candyman, but so anyways, they're doing a past life seance. And this is the first, I guess, real horror in the movie. The, the mirror does actually turn black, uh, which scares them. So someone yells and distracts everybody. But Helen sees uh, the demon, the main 
demon. It's a pretty cool looking monster, I think. Yeah, what it look like? Uh, it kind of looks like a dragon to me. Yeah, like yeah, it doesn't really look like anything. Kind of like a maybe a dragon skeleton or zombie. It's just an interesting looking monster. I told Justin it reminds me of that uh, monster thing from Ghostbusters that comes out. It's like some kind of guardian. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like running through that. That's what it kind of reminds me. But they could. I could be wrong. I could be remembering it wrong. But I was like, hey, they, that's what, what that kind of reminds me of. Because it looks more like a dragon. Like a weird. Man, we have already named so many movies that we have got to get to. We're, we're not going to run out of uh, films for forever here. Ghostbusters, Cabin in the Woods, Candyman. Well, anyways, she sees the demon, but she's the only one who sees it, so she's completely traumatized. And then the mirror falls over, and they have to uh, get out of the way really quickly. Let's see. So then they start hearing noises. You know, you have to hear noises in the house. And we see the demon come out of the somewhere in the house, and it starts racing through the house. And I guess that's kind of an Evil Dead tribute, too, the way the camera kind of rushes through the house. But anyways, it gets to them, and they can't see it, but they're sort of they're aware of it like the, the room goes cold they have a there's a bad smell and it flies into susan linnea quigley's character apparently possessing her and yeah at this point in the movie things are finally starting to pick up we're about a half hour in and uh now it's a little it's a little more interesting that some of the silliness is going away and we're actually getting into the the horror there's actually some uh good camera work here where the camera, everybody's kind of standing in a circle and the camera is slowly spinning in a circle, passing everybody as they're talking to each other, trying to figure out what's going on. It sort of symbolizes the confusion and chaos of the moment because it's very dizzying the way the camera is going around in circles as everyone's talking, trying to figure out what's happening and what they're going to do. Uh, so Angela, she's convinced at this point, because she's the one who somehow knows about all this stuff, that there's a demonic presence and she explains the difference between that and a haunting. A haunting is somebody who's died and is hanging around. A demon has never been human. It's just purely evil. But as we've all learned from watching Scooby-Doo, um, when something scary happens, it's time to split up, gang. Uh, Helen and Roger, they take Angela's keys to leave. And I like Roger here because he's kind of cowardly, but he is the smart one. You know, horror movies get criticized. People always say, why don't you just leave? leave this scary place. And Roger does exactly that. He's like, I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> and so he leaves with Helen who saw the demon so that she's like, yeah, I'm out of here too. Then, then we have the two couples, they go off to explore and Susan acts like she's going to have sex with Stooge and takes him off. But first she makes out with Angela, uh, apparently causing Angela to be possessed too. So now the demon's spreading around. Susan goes to the bathroom, leaving Stooge behind, and there's kind of a, we, we see a soft side of Stooge here. He's like, I was kind of hoping I could go with you. But outside, Roger and Helen, the evil has trapped them there. It's not going to let them leave. The gate has disappeared, and they're trapped in by this really tall brick wall. So Helen suddenly vanishes behind Roger, and R Roger starts hearing voices, so he goes to hide in a car. Not a terrible idea. Judy rejects Jay's advances. Um, they get into a fight and he leaves and she is locked into the room. And I can't, I don't remember. It's not, he didn't lock her in. She just gets locked in, right? It doesn't actually show him locking her. Yeah, he does not lock her in. It just, the, the door just doesn't let her out. Yeah. 
accidentally or I guess it's spirit or I don't know yeah, what be. happens but she stays locked in and she just kind of says let me out and then just hangs out in the room yeah and she stays there for a while <laughs> like the next third of the movie she's just kind of sitting in this room hanging out waiting for someone to come get her I guess I think at some point you kick the door down but anyways <laughs> so then we see our first real yeah our first real makeup special effects scene where Susan is in the bathroom and her face kind of mutates. Uh, Stooge comes in looking for her, but uh, she is also vanished. There's a lot of vanishing and appearing in this movie and a lot of doors locking by themselves. And then we get to one of the highlights of the movie, probably the second most famous scene of the movie, and that's the dancing scene. All right, I've been talking a lot. Do you guys want to explain what happens in the dancing scene? Sure, I'll go for it. So in this scene, we have and... Angela who has now been possessed and the she starts to kind of like have uh, start to slowly dance and it's kind of like sexualized dancing but also like ritualistic dancing and she's doing it in front of Sal and at first Sal's kind of like really intrigued and then suddenly the music starts coming on and the strobe lights start coming on and Ange starts dancing pretty intensely and when the strobe light comes on it really does give it such an insane effect it feels like more aggressive and he starts freaking out but her dance number is pretty pretty great it's one of my favorite scenes actually oh yeah it's great it's kind of a mixture like you said almost like a a tribal ritual type thing mixed with like an exotic dance mm-hmm. or a strip tease it kind of comes together and it starts off pretty pretty simple with her just like crawling around but like you said, the strobe light comes on, the music kicks back on, and it gets wilder and wilder, and the music starts to warp, and it gets really creepy here, actually. Yeah, it gets very, very creepy, and it just gets faster and faster and more frantic and more chaotic. So yeah, it's it's a great scene there. Ah, and then what happens? Stooge comes in, but actually he doesn't come in. He just, he just like appears, yeah. And it's a pretty, it's a good jump scare. It's pretty creepy, especially with all the other the weird dance going on in the music but it doesn't make any sense (laughs) because he is not possessed yet so why he just appears i don't don't know why ah but he goes over to dance with angela and she starts kissing him and bites his tongue off really good uh, special effects and uh, makeup here as well as she's transforming and she just got her teeth gritted and blood kind of everywhere i mean it's really really well done yeah you hear him just start screaming and you know something's happening you can guess what and when he pulls away he's just pouring blood all over his face and she spits out his tongue and you can see her teeth and she's starting to be demonic looking yeah actually when i went to the panel the guy uh the actor here his name is i think it's hal something i'm sorry i'm forgetting there uh hal havens hal havens he told a story that the earring he's wearing in this scene when she bites him, he spins away, and his earring got caught in her her clothes or her hair, and it ripped the earring out. Mm-hmm. So it tore out his ear. But for continuity, they, I think it was his decision. He made it sound like it was his decision anyways. He's like, well, I can't go through the rest of this movie with this earring missing. So he like forced it back in, 
and the rest of the movie he has the earring in but it's all like infected and gross and they were just having to cover it up with makeup props to Hal he's a he was a fun guy at the panel he kind of looks like Santa Claus he looks the same except just old he's he's fat with a big white beard (laughs) there was another uh, thing about uh earrings too that you noticed oh yeah that her um her earrings were crosses and then when she gets possessed they're upside down oh yeah yeah kind of like um that brings me back to the the omen with the upside down cross and the the baby carriage but yeah yeah her her earrings do turn upside down you know it's a it's a real it's a real easy cheap scare effect just take a cross and turn it upside down and you know ooh, scary demons (laughs) (laughs) so anyways sal who i'm not sure why I think Sal, no, no, he doesn't leave yet. I don't know why he hasn't left yet. He's seen enough, but uh, he, I think he leaves before the tongue gets bitten off, right? Yeah, he leaves. He's like, she's all yours. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's acting weird, and he's out of there. Yeah, yeah. Things are just getting a little too weird for me, but he hasn't left yet. He finds Susan, Linnea Quigley. To me, she's just always Linnea Quigley, but her character's name is Susan. Uh, and she, she's gotten kind of creepy now. She, she's taken her makeup and smeared it all over her face, and she looks kind of like, I don't know, the Joker or Pennywise the Clown. Her, her makeup's just all smeared, and she looks crazy. Oh, boy. Which brings us to the highlight of the movie. The first time I saw this, I, I couldn't believe it. it it's, hard for, it's hard for me to get shocked because I've seen so many crazy movies, but this, this one got me. It left an impression. Sal's like, okay, you're acting crazy, too. I'll leave her. Uh, he, he's just going around seeing everybody acting crazy and leaving. But uh, Susan tears open her shirt, so more unnecessary nudity, you know. And she starts smearing lipstick all over her chest. And again, the first time I saw it, I was like, okay, more un- unnecessary, but funny nudity here with her. She's almost like aroused by the makeup, I guess. Like, ah, yes, makeup all over my body. <laughs> but let's see here. Mia, you got to describe the scene. Justin, what does she do? What does she do? Oh, man. <laughs> Takes some lipstick and uh she shoves it into her nipple is the only <laughs> way to uh, describe that scene i think and then uh, she pushes it all the way in there and uh takes her finger and pushes around in there to make sure it's all the way in there and pulls it, her finger back out and then it was really it's really intense <laughs> yeah. mia what she takes the lipstick that she's been rubbing all over herself for like several minutes now and she shoves it inside of her nipple and it the camera does not cut away you see it go inside and vanish and i'll talk about how this was done but mia what did you remember this scene you said you remembered that one whenever uh we were watching it again and i saw that scene i was like yep i've seen the scene i've seen this movie (laughs) i've seen this movie before because it's so cringy it's like in my brain yeah in there it's in a dark place in the back (laughs) it's just you gotta see the scene it's um it's crazy you can see i like the um uh, a lot of the makeup and effects it's just wow Uh, that's all i can say you have to see the scene to really appreciate it because they do a really good job and i cringe every time Uh yeah even if you don't watch the whole movie which i think you should but uh, if it doesn't sound like your movie try and find the scene i would say go on youtube you probably can't find this scene on youtube so when i met linnea quigley i actually 
asked her how they did this kind of an awkward question but she's a very she's a very open person i said do, do you mind if i ask how, how did you do this scene <laughs> yeah yeah um so she actually has fake breasts on they're like a, a fake covering which again for such a low budget movie i mean i know it's a silly a silly crazy scene but the effects are really good here because i didn't notice they were they were fake and what they've done is the <laughs> i just realized i'm describing this technically in detail how somebody shoves a <laughs> lipstick into their nipple but all right here's how it works so the the nipple is like is made out of rubber and they just cut a small hole in it so you can't see the hole because of the way the material works so she just shoves the lipstick into that hole it goes through and again you can't see it so that's all it is just a just a rubber a, the old rubber nipple gag. Well, I kind of, I could tell that it was, I don't know, me being a woman, I mm. guess. I could tell where the, uh, in the breast area, really, it was a little bit more like open and a little, the rib cage showed a little bit more, which mm. looked, it just looked a little bit more unnatural to me. It, they did such a great job. It's just, uh, the anatomy was a little bit off. But mm. other than that, the prosthetics were, like, great. You can mm. see anything. It still made you cringe. Um, it's not really that noticeable. So unless you're, like, looking at it uh, with, like, a fine eye or just, like, really picky about your breasts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so many jokes. <laughs> the gratuitous. <laughs> the more gratuitousness of it, the better. <laughs> But it was a really great, I, I can't tell you every time I yeah. watch it, I'm just like, oh, uh. I hold my own and I'm like, no. Yeah. yeah, we should just stop here. That's the highlight of the movie. Glad <laughs> to see you this evening. Yeah. <laughs> Things haven't even really gotten crazy yet, though. Not in no. the movie, no, not really. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point in the movie, um, you know, you know, things are starting to get crazy, but they haven't uh, completely gone off the deep end. But it's starting, you know, we're warming up here for sure. Okay, so after that, what happens? We get another shock scare. Sal goes goes back to Angela, uh, who is sitting by the fire. And he says, he goes to tell her, I think, that he's leaving. He's finally seen enough weird stuff. And she says, oh, there you are. I was just warming my hands by the fire. And we see that her hands have actually been in the fire and they're burning and... <laughs> So, haha, ha. her, her <laughs> hands are actually in the fire, burning. Another good effect: her hands are on fire and they look all burnt. Yeah. So Sal tries to leave. He finally goes, "Okay, that's enough for me." But we have the door; the door won't lock thing again. So he runs off back into the house. Go back outside to Roger. From here on out, I'm sorry. It's kind of hard. I try my best to describe the plot and what's happening but it, it's just chaos at this point like we said earlier it's just one crazy scene to another so i'll describe it the best i can roger is sleeping in the car he's woken up by it shaking he thinks it's stooge messing with him at this point i don't i don't know there's always that point that moment in horror movies where you should know it's not your friends messing with you at this point like yeah. stop stop trying to scare me this isn't funny <laughs> like a lot of people are dead it's the killer you know <laughs> But Helen's bloody dead face falls onto the windshield, scaring him off. So Helen doesn't get to do too much in this movie other than get scared, disappear, and die. But yeah, that's what she saw it looked like in the mirror. 
That's what it, that's what she saw in the mirror was her her dying mm-hmm. smashing into the car window. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Poor Helen. She gets verbally abused the whole movie yeah. and she dies. Abuse <laughs> is really not good to her. No, he's a jerk. Um, but yeah, she sees herself kind of dying in the mirror as well. You know, I completely missed that. All I remember seeing is just the demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you see, like, what I thought was, like, an old lady at first, but it's actually Helen. Yeah, because, yeah. I'll have to go watch it again, because I completely missed that part. Oh, well, good job, guys. Catching yeah. stuff I'm not seeing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you're getting better. You're getting better. Every, you, you guys surprised me every every episode with something I missed, <laughs> so I love that. <laughs> so Roger, he he runs off. He's scared. Uh, now it's time for all the sex scenes, right? So we go to um, Susan has seduced Jay, so they're having sex. This is a creepy scene, probably more so for men. I don't know. But uh, while they're having sex, uh, Susan's face turns into the demon. Uh, so that's a scary thought. And then she squishes out his eyeballs, good and gross and gory. Now to the other sex scene, uh, Max and Frenny, who <laughs> they've decided to have sex in a coffin. Um, because it's going to go well for you. Of course it's going to go well. Yeah. I like the, the determination of 80s slasher horny teenagers it's like yeah this place is definitely haunted but let's go have sex in the coffin while we're here <laughs> but stooge comes in and he is completely a demon at this point and he snaps franny's neck and then he he kills max with the lid of the coffin just by banging it on his head and it tears off his arm too so supernatural demon demon strength so max and franny two other characters who don't have too much to do in this movie other than get killed but Oh, goodness. So Roger meets back up with Sal. Now, once again, hey, back to Judy, the main character of the movie, I guess. She's just been locked in the room the whole movie. Uh, They let her out, but Roger is scared off by something, uh, and he runs off again. They find Susan sitting next to dead Eyeless Jay, and (laughs) we get another great Linnea Quigley quote. It's great because she is so, you know, she always played these kind of... um, hypersexual characters who are always getting naked and she really played it up it was a lot of fun but she's now crazy demon susan and she says hey how about an orgy i'm sure if we try we can get jay hard again yeah everything she says is just gold here but sal tells judy to run and he gets knocked through a window and judy does run off which she does for the majority of the rest of the movie she's running from things she ends up in the coffin room and another Evil Dead moment here. Max's severed arm comes to life and attacks her. That's great. And then the coffin opens up and not zombie. I want to say zombie. Demon Max and Franny come back to attack, come after her. So she runs off again. Whew, things are getting really wild. The movie's developing quite a pace at this point, I think. Yeah, it feels pretty feverish. I mean, it. it, it I think it does a good job of like, drawing you into the to the madness of what's going on and kind of like it's kind of jumping around and things are there's some really you know the the voices are really of the demons are really creepy and the way the music kind of comes along with it i mean it, it, you can you sort of get the feeling that the house is coming alive to kill them i mean that's really the vibe it, it builds i think 
yeah, kind of speeding through things because a lot of it's, like we said, people being chased or just, you know, door slamming shut. We've talked a little bit about the, well, the special effects, but the makeup here really sells it, I think, because when they look like demons, I think they look great. We don't really get any understanding of what, like, brings, like, them back to life uh, as demons. So at the beginning, it's spreading, you know, from going into someone's open mouth and then through a makeout kissing session. Um, but they do, uh, we don't get kind of a good understanding of what brings, brings back people who have died on the property. Well, I think it's kind of mentioned earlier in the movie that it's Halloween night, you know, the one night of the year where evil and all the dead things can roam. So that's how the, the demons come back to life. And from there, I guess it's just, the demon, the possession can be passed from person to person through direct physical contact or anyone who dies gets mm. taken over by, by the evil. It kind of worked that, again, we keep bringing up evil dead. It's kind of hard to avoid, but the same way in those movies where people just kind of become possessed, not really for any particular reason. And if you get killed, you're definitely coming back as, a, as the demon. <laughs> yeah, this isn't the, the kind of movie you come to for... Um, well thought out explanations and <laughs> yeah, just just sit back and enjoy the ride but yeah the makeup looks great there's a cool scene where um angela is like gliding down the hallway she's not walking it's more like she's floating mm -hmm. it it works really well but they did that pretty simply she's just on rollerblades with somebody pushing her <laughs> yeah it does give it a creepy feel to it though as it's mm -hmm. kind of like she's swiftly floating down the hallway you know if they made that now there would be like a green green screen and cgi to have her floating but no in this movie they just put her on rollerblades filmed her top half and pushed her down the hallway so i like those old filmmaking tricks but anyways judy who's been running around being chased by everybody she ends up on the roof somehow i don't i don't know she just she gets chased and ends up in places that's all you needs to need to know uh angela comes to attack her but sal sal comes back i'm not really sure what exactly happened to sal i mean i know he got pushed out the window and he fell somewhere i don't exactly know where he fell i don't know how he got out but yeah he landed on like a spike he, or he, a pine yeah he lands on like a spike of some sort because he's he's dead he's no but before that, though, remember earlier, yeah, he's about to die, but before that, he gets knocked out of a window, and he ends up somewhere, but mm. I don't really know where he went, and this is the first time you see him again. I don't know, but... It's just part of it, like you say. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I think he... That's where he runs into the other character, what is his name, when he was outside? Roger. Roger, yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, we're going to go back. Or they're trying to get out, but they end up back inside the house. And that's when they find Judy. Yeah. Well, anyway, so Judy's up on top of the roof. She's being attacked by Angela. Roger is down below, kind of like, hey, come, come down here. And Sal comes to rescue uh, Angela. Or not Angela. Sal comes to rescue Judy. I like that as the movie goes, even though these characters were so terrible in the beginning, you do start to see some decency from them. Sal is the last person I expect to be a hero, you know, 
at the beginning of the movie. But anyways, he comes and he attacks Angela to rescue Judy. Both of them go over the side of the roof and Judy gets knocked over too, but she hangs onto the side of the roof. And um, when then Stooge comes out and she's like, oh shit, because Stooge is, Stooge is maybe the scariest um, demon in this movie because he's, he's such like a big guy and when he turns into a demon he's a very physical actor in this movie so he's pretty intimidating but she's like okay I'm jumping <laughs> she falls off the side of the roof but she's fine I guess it wasn't that far of a fall um, <laughs> and then Roger's there so she's with Roger then, but Stooge jumps down and chases after them so they find Sal is dead he's died from the fall like Justin was just explaining and but Angela is fine you know once the you can't kill the demons no matter what you do to them you can knock them off the side of a building they're fine but that there's a funny headstone too oh my gosh it's so oh, great oh yeah the headstone for Sal I was just about to ask you guys if you noticed that yeah <laughs> died today <laughs> yeah just one of those things where you know horror movie logic where it doesn't have to make sense but he just died so there's a tube a tombstone there waiting next to him and it says born december 6 1970 died tonight (laughs) (laughs) get kind of morbid here the first one of us to die that has to be put on our tombstone die tonight and it just stays there forever (laughs) died tonight so now we're only down to two people who's left uh judy and roger yeah so more running through the house from the demons and they eventually find themselves locked in a room or they barricade themselves in the crematorium room and they act like it's a big shock like oh go no we're in the crematorium after everything they've been through being in a crematorium shouldn't be that scary (laughs) but as the demons are breaking in judy becomes pretty resourceful here and she rips a gas pipe off the furnace and for some reason this who knows how long this building's been abandoned, but it still has running gas. <laughs> so she has, she brings out her lighter, which props to the movie. They established the lighter earlier in the movie that she has it. She doesn't just pull it out of nowhere. She sets the gas on fire, creating like a homemade blowtorch, torching Angela and Stooge. More running through the house. They make it to the front door, but of course we know by now the house is not going to let them leave. Mm-hmm. But the, all the demons in the house now are, have, cornered them and roger again being kind of funny and cowardly but also um also the smart when he goes screw this i'm out and he just jumps out the window (laughs) kind of a wizard of oz type thing i think the cowardly lion did that at one point he just jumps out the window because he's scared to get away (laughs) it's a logical move yeah i mean well i don't know i think if you jump it, how hard is it to actually jump through a window? I've never tried, and I don't recommend anybody else try. <laughs> I think it's yeah. probably pretty hard to jump through a window. If you do, I imagine you get cut really badly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, the glass than demons. I mean, you know, all all choices considered. Oh, I'm sure I would be jumping through that window too. But uh, it's just kind of funny. He's like, "Ah, I'm out," and he just jumps through the window. <laughs> And Judy's like, oh, thanks. Now I have a place, a way to leave. And she walks out the window. Mm-hmm. And we're at the end of the movie now. It's pretty cool. They uh, they do something that they probably should have done a long time ago. At least Roger should have. They're like, let's climb over the fence. It's tall, but let's climb over it to get away from the demons. There's a, a some good tension where Roger gets over. Oh, and they're climbing up barbed wire too, which makes it all the worse because their hands are like getting cut. 
yeah, Judy almost gets caught. She's not as fast, so the demons are kind of starting to like pull at her foot. And why they can't just pull her down, I don't know. That happens a lot in these kind of movies with zombies where Yeah, it's like really drawn out given how close they are to her. And she like is barely holding on with like one hand and they're all gathered around her but fondling her feet. Yeah. And, like pull her down. They're just like they're Ooh. Yeah. I mean, we've already established with zombies it kind of makes sense because they're slow and dumb, but these are like superhuman demons that can, you know, crack your neck in half and uh, tear your arm off, but they can't quite pull her downward. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, there, there's a lot of tension there, but finally Roger finds some courage and he saves her. The sun rises and uh, all the demons turn into dust and we get to see the original creepy demon try to come out after them at last but it can't pass the the river that we established earlier in the movie the running water blocks the evil and it's kind of like sucked back into hell as halloween night ends okay now there's one more thing that happens in the movie but it's kind of an afterthought so before we get to that what do we think what do we think about the ending and where we're at so far do you guys like the ending yeah it seems like it was, uh, you know, Judy was really lucky to be able to escape. Um, I don't think she really kind of carried her weight in the escape, but it was nice that she got to escape as well. And I like that once they're on the uh, other end, I like the the big demon's head. I, I do think that's really uh, well done. And, um, you know, they kind of do shift into these kind of like, brainless zombie type things there at the end but uh, the makeup on all of their dead friends who have come back to life to kind of get them before they can escape the hell um is is pretty effective the other thing i really like is angela's demon continues to kind of like talk and communicate with some regularity and i think those are just like really creepy well done like dialogue from her demon like anytime it's engaging other people or the other you know uh, i think it's i think it's really creepy so yeah i i like the ending i thought it was good um angela and susan when they become demons they get a lot of they retain some sort of evil consciousness so there's a lot of taunting from them whereas everyone else just kind of turns into like um I don't know, more like a, a werewolf, just a generic monster. They're just violent. They don't talk so much. But yeah, you're right. Angela and Susan, they get to be creepy. <laughs> um, I like the ending. It felt like a little bit either, I don't know, I can't decide whether rushed or, or drawn out um, because everything was happening like all at once. <laughs> it was, um, but I like the humor. I like the humor in the hand that attacked Judy. That was really great. Um, I like the taunting from both Suzanne and, um, and, um, oh, what's that guy's name? The one that's possessed. The really big. Stooge. The chubby guy. Yeah, Stooge. Yeah, he's so violent and so aggressive, but he, you know, played the part really well. Um, I'm glad Judy helped with her blowtorch. So she wasn't completely useless, but you know, the real hero of the story is um, Roger. 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 Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I liked it. Not a huge fan of the end, but it was pretty good. 
Well, the movie has like three different endings, doesn't it? Because first in the crematorium, they torch them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, so that's how they win. They create a flamethrower and they kill the, the, the demons. But they come back. And by the way, they look super cool. If the effects have been good up until this point, at that point when they're still alive, but they're all burnt, it's even cooler. And then we get this ending. So it's like, oh, another climax. And then, of course, we have another ending, which we'll talk about in a moment. But um, yeah, it's, and it's, I can see what you mean. It, it kind of, um, at, at about the 30, 40 minute mark in the movie, things just start going crazy. And <laughs> there's not much of a plot after that. It's just insanity, them running around, you know. But we talked a little bit about um, the makeup, props to these actors, because listening to them talk about it, once again, this makeup is all, it's not CGI, of course. This is well before CGI. They had to sit there for hours every day to get this makeup put on, and then hours every day to get the makeup taken off. Um, they said getting the makeup taken off was a pretty painful process. They had, like, they are essentially being stabbed. Um, how the guy who played Stooge compared it to getting a tattoo on your face, the way they had that makeup removed. They're just getting stabbed with this little stuff to make it, come off they also had some fun stories about uh let's see here hal stooge he would go out back then and he would smoke a cigarette now they would film at night because the movie's mostly shot at night so he would go off and he would have a cigarette and as the sun was coming up these kids would be walking to school and they would pass him uh smoking a cigarette dressed up as the monster and he says you know you've been in this makeup all day you you, you forget about it after a while but these kids every day would just see this creepy demon guy over in the corner smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think of some other fun behind the scenes, behind the scenes stories that they told. Yeah, they just scared a lot of people with going out around because it was filmed in Los Angeles, I think. Um, kind of a rough area where it was filmed and. There was a lot of gang activity at that time, but they said they would go outside and scare people off because they'd be in their makeup. People were like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, you'd have these tough gangster kind of guys running away from them <laughs> because they looked like demons. Hal said, uh, Stooge, he said the makeup wasn't a problem for him, but the lady said the, the makeup was a huge pain. It was really uncomfortable because they don't just have makeup on. A lot of times they have, like Angela, I think her cheeks are pulled back in a certain way. So her face has that constant thing done to it. But yeah, props to them for sitting through that every day, you know. And sometimes they would, because it took hours to put on the makeup, took hours to take the makeup off. And they're already working, you know, all night with short sleep schedules. So sometimes, I think Hal said there was one day where he worked 23 hours. Wow. I mean, you get paid overtime, so for him being a young guy, it was great because he's making a ton of money being on a movie set, but it was a pretty intense shooting schedule. They they made this whole movie in a month, I think, shooting at night. But Yeah, we, we saw the uh, the recording time was less than two months. Yeah. Yeah, so. Here's to them. I mean, it's it's effective. The... The makeup and the way in which the demons kind of become more demon-like. I mean, there's some even a little bit some stages in there, particularly for uh, Angela and Susan. Kudos. Yeah. 
and the director talked about how you know typically with a movie you have one set and you don't you don't shoot movies in the order that the movie goes you have a set and you shoot all the scenes that are there and you shoot all the scenes that are over in this other location but because at different points in the movie they have different um different levels of makeup mm-hmm. it was a nightmare trying to keep up with okay who's supposed to be how possessed here and who's supposed to be how burnt and how much makeup is supposed to be on at this point and i'm glad they uh, that must have been a nightmare to keep up with (laughs) but anyway so we have the the third ending to talk about before we wrap up here let's see here i've i've talked way too much this time so justin do you remember what happens they (laughs) they beat the demons and they get back to town yeah they're walking into town and um, the same same old guy is out in his yard again and he's like i forget exactly what he says but he's like god oh, you're partying out all night yeah um, yeah when they're half dead he's like oh he must have just been partying yeah and um so he goes back inside and uh, his wife is uh preparing some things in the kitchen he sits down we now have had, you know, several apples and razors references. Um, and she's like, oh, I made you some. He starts eating them. She brings him a, a bowl of food. He starts eating it. And um, she's like, yeah, I made you some homemade uh, apple pie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, homemade? And, and she's like, yeah, homemade. And I had to do something with all those apples you, you brought home. And um, then, like, all of a sudden, his, it's really, you know, well done, like we've been talking about, but the veins go first. The veins go, like, purple and really dark, and then he just kind of starts bleeding from his neck, and then there's a little razor in there, and he just plops down onto his, uh, onto his plate. Yeah, the the razor it's a really intense effect maybe well except for maybe the eyeball scene maybe the goriest part in the movie but yeah the razor blades just like tear out of his throat this scene makes no sense i'll just go ahead and say it <laughs> it's i don't know why they included this um i guess yeah i don't know why the whole old man subplot was put in but uh so first off if you're eating razor blades i'm pretty sure you feel they cut your mouth before you swallow them whole <laughs> or you notice them in your food. But anyways, yeah, he, he somehow swallows these razor blades whole and then they pop out of his neck. And then his wife seems like it's, it seems like they were going for two things. One, they're trying to imply that it's his fault because he made the razor. He, he made put the razors in the apples. But they're also, it's also kind of implied that she knows what she's doing because he falls down dead and she goes over and kisses him and says, happy Halloween. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that, this whole last scene is just a really confusing, weird ending, but I guess it's a good last shock. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a weird, it was a weird character. It was almost like a, like a half-ass attempt at like having multiple storylines tied together, but yeah. then not bothering to you know implement it well (laughs) yeah it's just here's this guy at the beginning of the movie and we'll come back to him at the end of the movie (laughs) but uh i do like that you see um see the two of them afterwards because usually the movie would just end there like oh we escape that's the end 
but you see them the next morning just kind of like shambling through town uh, completely shell-shocked by what they've experienced and i always want to see what happens next in these movies because oh we went off to a party last night and all of our friends died we're okay you know, I want to see like the police trying to figure out what's going on, and <laughs> you see that in uh, so many movies where somebody's like one or two people survive some supernatural thing, and well, what do you tell all your friends? <laughs> yeah. Wild party! It was demons. Just demons. <laughs> all right, so that is Night of the Demons. It's a um, would you guys recommend it? Who Who is this movie for? This one, I think, is only for people who like the subgenre or for people who want a little bit of shock. If they're yeah. shocked, if, if they're shocked and this hasn't been dulled like ours from watching these movies already, there are, there are a few scenes. There are, I think we mentioned this earlier, the dancing scene is worth seeing and it's worth seeing kind of in the context of building. And, you know... Lipstick being shoved through a nipple is also <laughs> a pretty memorable scene. Um, but it's both times we we watched it twice, and both times it doesn't keep you like glued to it. Um, and the characters are forgettable, as we've kind of mentioned um, some of them. So yeah, I it wouldn't be the first one I would recommend to people, but I, I certainly enjoyed it. Yeah. I think if you want to have like a fun um, movie to watch where it's like shock value kind of uh, prosthetics and imagery and not looking for a plot really. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a fun uh, 80s, what was it? Was it in the 80s? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Oh yeah, 88. Yeah, if maybe to kind of like reference. Uh, it's a fun movie. Yeah. I, I like this movie. Like I said, it, the first 20, 30 minutes can be uh, kind of rough to get through with just how over the, the top some of those characters are. But if you get past that, it, it can be a lot of fun. I think if you like 80s horror movie, if you like sleazy films like I do, um, yeah, this is just that kind of movie that certain people like it. If you like zombie movies, you'll probably like this. It's just a good, silly, fun time. And I still like it. This is probably the third, fourth time I've seen it. And, and I enjoy it. But um, yeah, it, it's not quite in the level of, oh goodness, what, what else have we done? Um, trick or, it's not, we just did Trick or Treat. I think Trick or Treat is a much better film. Yeah. Uh, Rosemary's Baby, this movie isn't going to ever get the critical acclaim that Rosemary's Baby got. <laughs> uh, it's not as good yeah. as the one that's coming up either, I don't think. Uh, yeah, that's... That's Justin's way of saying, hurry up. We've been going on too long here. We want to go to <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, But yeah, last thoughts, last thing to say. This movie, it didn't do too well when it came out. Um, I mean, it did fine when it came out, but it really found its, its audience in the video rental, video rental market that popped up and came so big in the 80s. There were two sequels and a remake in 2009. I have not seen any of those. So sorry, they exist, but... That's all I know. Um, <laughs> and with that, yeah, let's introduce the next movie. Do you guys know what it is? No. Good job. You guys are prepared really far in advance here. <laughs> in the dark. Uh, 
scary stories to tell in the dark our newest the newest movie we've covered and um i guess the first modern movie we've done so far yeah i mean trick or treat was 2007 but this one came out last year scary stories to tell in the dark be sure to watch it it's uh, a good one we'll talk about it next week hope everybody's enjoying their october and with that we'll sign off I'll see you guys next time looking Bye. forward to it Thanks for having me. Bye, everybody.